Welcome to the Orange Socks Podcast, where we are inspiring life despite a diagnosis. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Nebaker. In this episode, I speak with Christy. She and her husband, in addition to their two biological children, adopted 35 others, 26 of whom have developmental disabilities, many with significant medical issues. That's right, 37 children in all. Her husband died several years ago, but this wonderful woman carries on with some help from others. She has an infectious attitude and a dry wit. I know you're going to enjoy hearing her story. Christy, thank you so much for taking the time to do an Orange Socks interview. I'm really honored. You have 37 children, 35 of whom are adopted, and of those, 26 mm-hmm. have developmental disabilities. So tell me, why did you adopt so many children? I have no idea. <laughs> I think because sometimes our lives are guided by something that we're not aware of. Mm-hmm. I always knew at an early age that I intended to adopt. And when I met my husband, I told him that I wanted to adopt. And he said he did too. Little did he know that I was talking about 35, which I really wasn't at the time, but it just happened. And 26 was developmental disabilities. Would you tell me a little bit about that? Why did you focus in that area? We didn't focus in that area. Like I said, our lives have been led. I picked up a dandy dime about 35, 40 years ago, and in there, someone had advertised their Down syndrome child that they wanted someone to adopt it. And then being the good person I am, I read it and a voice said, you're supposed to contact these people. So being as good as I am, I folded it up and threw it at the bottom of the garbage can because adopting a special needs child was frightening to me. So my best friend called and said, I just read this article and it's all about you. It's for you to adopt a baby. And I thought, doggone. And so I couldn't hide it. So I called and the family came and they had decided to keep their child, but they thought it was cruel that they were told to take their child home when they were not prepared. And he asked us if he could keep our name and address. And we said yes, not knowing that he would write a letter to every single hospital in Phoenix and Tempe and the outer areas saying that there was a family that would adopt a Down syndrome. And that's how we started. Someone called us. Interesting. From the hospital. How many have Down syndrome? We have 10. Four have have passed. Fourth past. So what are the other types of disabilities your other children have? We have spina bifida, Bardet-Bedal syndrome, Angelman syndrome, Soto syndrome, beaten that were abused, drug addicted babies, just every kind that has been brought to us. Okay. What's been some of the challenges? Well, when they're babies, uh, the challenge is that you fall in love with them instantly and we only take medically fragile. So we have lost several of our children. Mm. That's harder than anything. Sure. But at each funeral, we played a Garth Brooks song called The Dance. And that's kind of how my husband and I feel about it. The pain is horrid, but we wouldn't have missed the time with our babies for anything. And your husband passed away. How many years ago? It's been nine years now. Nine years. Has that been a little more challenging than to you without Oh, no. I always think about this. 
How wonderful that if he had to leave, he left me with 11 children. Uh. I have a reason to get up, a reason to do things. I have someone to laugh with. I certainly have people to argue with. And so it has been a wonderful experience. Sure. I just wish he could be here to enjoy it too. Yeah, indeed. What have been some of the joys? Well, every day is a joy. Anybody who's ever had a child that's not involved physically or mentally, when that child takes its first step or says its first word, instantly you call every relative in your sphere. I mean, oh, mom, he said hello or bye. And for us, it's 10,000 times more than that. It's a miracle. Sure. You see a child that they have said would never live, walk and talk. We had a doctor come in one time, and he was a neurologist, and he came in, he was telling the students, he said, oh, children with cleft brain don't speak, and they don't walk, and they can't do anything. They're in a wheelchair, and he was there to see Nathan, and so Nathan walked right up to him and said, happy birthday to you, because that's the most obvious song we sing every day. And he said, oh, it's a Jameson. Forget everything I said. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? So it's wonderful. It's wonderful to have them. It's a miracle. Yeah, indeed. One of the things that we want to do as Orange Socks is to help facilitate adoptions. People that feel that they cannot care for a child with a disability or certainly uh, some don't have the greatest of care internationally and are often put in orphanages. What advice would you give to me, say, if I wanted to adopt a child with a disability? Well, I could tell you a story about a young lady that I met in the parking lot of a doctor's clinic and she was crying. And I said, what's the matter? And she said, well, I have a daughter with Down syndrome. And I said, oh, honey, don't worry, everything's fine. She says, no, you don't understand. They said the chances are almost nil that I'd be able to have another one. Oh, for heaven's sakes. And I said, I can get you one, and I did. So she was crying because she wanted another. She one. wanted another special child because once you've had the feeling and you've had them in your home, it truly is like a piece of heaven in your home. Sure. And so once you've had it, you want more. Isn't that wonderful? So do you do this all by yourself? Oh no, I have people that help. I did it by myself until we realized that my husband was terminal and then one of our children who was 12 at the time had synovial sarcoma with only a 30% chance of surviving. So we knew that we would need additional help. So we moved up here so we'd have better hospital care because we lived in Nogales, Arizona, right on the border. We then realized as he was getting sicker and sicker that I would need some assistance in bathing. We have six still in diapers and we have had eight G-tubes and two of our babies at that time had G-tubes and we had 10 on oxygen and at that time three in wheelchairs. And so I obviously needed so we could actually get out and do things. So our doctor recommended a nursing facility that comes into the home and does daily care. So this wonderful young lady came into our home and she bathes now six in the morning and I do the other five and she curls their hair and brushes their teeth. My children 
may have difficulties, but we have no cavities, by the way. And we're <laughs> well, very proud of that. I wish I could say that about me and my yes, children. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but not one has a cavity. So she helps us and then her mother comes in three times a week for two to four hours at a time and she helps them because we do schooling all the time. Schooling, especially for children with Down syndrome, they have a tendency to start forgetting what they have learned and so we're reinforcing it all the time. Out of our children, six of them read with Down syndrome and they just do phenomenal things. Mm. They spell better than I do and <laughs> so. That's great. My youngest child has Down syndrome. Oh really? And then I have a grandson with Down syndrome. So I get it. I understand oh, that. Yeah. What a joy and blessing that they can be in your life. Anything else that you'd want to tell the world about your life and living with all these wonderful children that you've been able to raise, uh, 37, my goodness, and so many with developmental disabilities. Anything else that you'd want to tell the world? Well, I mean, I'm not going to tell you we don't have problems or that people don't argue because a lot of our syndromes, we've had fetal alcohol syndrome, and that can be a very trying syndrome because it's hardwired in the brain. And so sometimes they can be very argumentative. And so we work constantly to help control their behavior so that they'll be able to achieve as far as they can. But even counting that, there is never a day that you don't get up and think, hey, what's going on today? And we have something every day. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we go to the gym for an hour and take classes. Three of the downs work out with the silver sneakers, and three play basketball. And on Tuesdays, we serve a mission for our church for two hours at the Deseret Industries. And we even made one of our children who had stopped speaking 23 years ago, she now is speaking. And just before you came, she saw a picture of a puppy and she said, oh, cute. She has never voluntarily said anything. She would echo lake for us, but that was the first time. So every day is like a miracle. I'm the coach of our own team for Miracle League. They play softball every Saturday during the spring and the fall. And we go to movies and we go out to eat. And every day is truly a new day. It's fun to be able to know that you've made a difference, that we've lost 13 to death. Most of them were terminal at birth or because of decision-making skills that they were unable to facilitate in their own lives. They made mistakes that cost them being able to stay here on earth. It's just such a blessing to be around them. That's all I can say. They impact every moment of every day for me. Oh, wonderful. What an honor for me to meet you. Thank you for taking the time to do an Orange Socks interview. What an honor. You're welcome. After the interview, I was speaking with Christy about Orange Socks' effort to help facilitate international adoptions of children with disabilities. She said she would be willing to accept others into her home, especially those who are medically fragile. And I bet this admirable woman would do it. Thanks for listening to this episode. Orange Socks is an initiative of Rise Incorporated, a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting and advocating for people with disabilities. 
follow Orange Socks on Facebook and Instagram, and visit our website, orangesocks.org, for more stories and to find national and local resources to help parents of children with disabilities.